there. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Hello, everyone. It's the Ramen Movement. We are back in the building. We've been having a good time, a little bit of pre-show conversation, ready to get into it. We're excited to have our new guest here today. She blessed us with her presence. She's already been dropping new jewels, so we're excited to hear. So, Miss Samir, if you'll take a moment and introduce yourself, we're glad to have you today. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. There you go. <laughs> Can I get out the door? Uh, it's good to be here with like-minded individuals, great conversations, and you always look for people that understand what you're saying and can get you higher, so I'm glad to be here. Nice, nice. We're glad to have you. Thanks a lot. Miss Davette, Miss Davette, the resident professional, how are you? How are you? How are you? Jay, Vic, sir, 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 not, not on air, sir. That's my care bear. That's my care bear. <laughs> I am great, highly favored, and blessed. So wonderful. Honey, it's been a wonderful weekend. Making money, 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 money. And enjoying time with my friends and my family. It's a life worth living. I'm glad to be here to be able to do it. Fantastic, fantastic. CT, yo. What's going on? What's new and improved? Nothing, man. Just, uh, you know, I am truly saying this has been one blessed weekend. Uh, yesterday, got to go out with the ministry with Pops and got to do, he blessed a lot of people. And just in that, seeing the look on some of the people's face when you say, you're, we want to help you with your groceries or we want to help you with gas, that's just something that's beautiful. And today, celebrating uh, Aunt Linda's birthday, family. But, uh, you know, just working on uh, the blog, Fat Boy Problems, new new edition coming out tonight so be on the lookout for that but uh y'all trying to make moves get things in order for that and uh hope everybody's riding with us as we keep on with the robin movement fantastic 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 it had truly has been a full weekend uh lots of things in the works getting excited about what's on the horizon we are actually uh going to have raised the bar this week wanted to let you know about that uh, be sure to come out Tuesday. It's on a new day this month. Uh, we decided to move things around a bit. Uh, everybody gets together, has a good time, no pressure. We just relax and have fun. It's in the right up your alley bar right next to Strike and Spare. So without that, um, no more announcements. We're going to get right into it. So, Mr. Mir, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your professional background, kind of what what do you do for a living? And also, uh, your business background, you also do some things in business. So, share a little bit about that. So, I work in human resources. That means I'm a brave soul. Yes, very much so. <laughs> um, I love what I do, and I feel blessed every day to do it. I also have a real estate business in school, trying to get my CPA license, take over the world. Right, right. One step at a time, though, <laughs> One right? One step at a time. Right? But the... I see the ladder. <laughs> nice, nice. And any progress... Uh, is there any one gem you can share anybody with everybody like um, that may be on a similar path or is there something like just one little tidbit right now that you can share that's helped you on your journey? Yeah, so the biggest thing I always go back to is if, um, if I'm in a room of people and there's nothing else that I can learn based on that, then I need to find a new room. It's kind of mm -hmm. like the biggest fish in the tank type of thing. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that is you have to let go of that person, right? You have to let go of everything you learned and everything you think you are when you make that transition. Because when you step into a new room, 
you are trying to match them, not the other way around. Right. So they are your mentors. When they tell you or give you gems of wisdom or whatever have you, you have to um, take it into consideration, limiting yourself. Oh, I don't know that I can do that. They are where you want to go. So you have to find and, and, and let go of those limitations. Right. You're no longer the person you were when you walked into that room. Okay. So what are you going to do? Right. Are you going to step it up? Do you want to be here? Right. It's something, yeah, we got to come to terms with and ask yourself. You guys got any questions real quick? No, I'm good. No? I'm good. Right. We had a great conversation. Yes, yeah. we're moving. All right, so let's transition on over. What do you got for us in the news this week, CT? In the news. Welcome to Spiceville. That's right, spicy over here. Spice of life. Well, the spiciest thing I want to talk about today. Please don't let it be chicken. <laughs> no, we're not talking about chicken. All right, good. Not Popeye sandwiches, nothing in that. Name. Wendy's is the greatest of all time. Shameless plug. This is not the place. <laughs> Whatever. You're plugging them. Okay. <laughs> but let's talk about China. Um, our president has decided that he is going after them and going to put up tariffs as far as our trade agreements with China. Well, China has decided they're not going to have it. And they have come back with some tariffs of their own. $75 billion worth is what they're proposing. How do you guys feel this is going to affect the American economy? Don't plan for Christmas. <laughs> Oh, that's it. That's all. That's all. Yeah, that's all you got. <laughs> yeah, really. When you, when you come down to Christmas, don't don't plan to buy all those big big electronics and TVs and mm. no no no. Y'all might as well just cut Christmas completely out of the picture. And mind you, it seems very harsh to say, but the prices will be so inflated mm-hmm. because of all of the different tariffs and the things that are going to place. Like literally. You make your plans for Christmas now. If you're going to buy anything, buy it next yeah. week, this week. But the reality of it is, this may be one of those years where you just actually going to have to celebrate the Lord for his birthday. And you're not going to be able to give everybody a whole lot of gifts. Because it's, the financial impact is going to be so tremendous. And I know we do these things from a traditional standpoint. It was like, oh, well, I'm going to give a gift to, you might cut your list down. Right. You know, this may not be the year if you, unless you, well, you don't want a highway phone. I mean, you, you can't get one anyway if you try, but, yeah, you know, that would probably be one of the hottest Christmas gifts out there. And it's always so crazy. It's like, what what do you, what do you even buy for Christmas? Why don't they always wait until... Their cards, gift cards work all the time. Yeah, gift cards do work. Merry Christmas. They do, but they're going to have significantly less value. Right than they would previously so mm-hmm. it will truly be one of those christmases where it's the thought that counts because right. your dollars will not yeah your purchasing power is going down tremendously you're absolutely right right so do you think it'll be pre-black friday or do you think it'll start you think they'll get that one last fell swoop in and then as we approach christmas or do you think it'll be long before then like we we hear in the headlines on the horizon on the horizon on the horizon which Right now, you know, you prepare for war in a time of peace. So you should have already been storing something up for Say word. the lean times that are coming. Mm-hmm. But we're not economists, but we can see things from a business owner and a consumer standpoint. Mm-hmm. Do you see that happening anytime soon? Or do you think it's going to be pushed into 2020? Well, well the tariff was supposed right. to take... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, what I was going to say is... 
I hope this guy, he comes to the senses and understands this is not a battle that we want to fight. I know, I know who we're talking about. And oh, okay. I know that's, I know that's going to be difficult. So you know but, how that sounded, what you Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> I, mean, yes <laughs> I understand. I understand, but like being who I am, you know, I'm not. I'll care, baby. You know, I, I like to, you know, try to see the brighter side of and try to paint a picture that maybe he comes along and he understands he's making a mistake. But then again, he, this man has a lot of pride and he has a lot of ignorance to go along with that pride. And it's he's not what he's not understanding is how he is about to affect this country. Yeah. He doesn't really have a handle on that. I don't think. So here's here's a question I have for you know anybody to chime in. I mean, with his hit business is harder or consumers harder or just the whole American economy equally? I think you're going to see a ripple, much like we did now. Meaning, he implemented the serve, they're matching it. Right. So you're going to start seeing that trickle down. Businesses are going to start becoming more aggressive right. and lowering their prices to have that volume that makes up for the loss of revenue. Mm-hmm. Consumers are going to be like, well, where where can I spend my money because their purchasing power is going down. Yeah. So so it's still going to have to, that ripple effect. They still got to find that equilibrium. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. think about 08. In 08, yeah. white people lost money. Mm-hmm. Black people lost jobs and houses. Mm-hmm. So the dynamic of what people actually will lose, they need to take that in perspective and be able to understand what do you have that's going to ensure that if something were to happen, like you said, if they increase the volume because of the reduction of the revenue, then that also means that they could potentially affect the payroll. Oh, yeah. And they'll start doing layoffs. Right. And do we have money that's going to be set aside if they do decide that they're going to lay off in Christmas? I mean, there's no rule that says you can't do layoffs in Christmas in our minds, mm-hmm. psychologically, emotionally. Mm. Yeah. We'll want them to be like, you can't lay us off over Christmas. But yeah. the reality of it is, no, they, they absolutely can't. They can't. Do what they, they want. They I can mean, and they will. And you got to look at that when corporations or businesses are looking to be sold. Mm-hmm. They want to look as profitable as ever. So, mm-hmm. what's the first thing you can cut? Overhead. Right. It's still an expense, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the easiest one to to cut because you can cut over and still produce. Then there was something else that he said about with all of FedEx and UPS and United Postal Service and all of our carrier services that primarily employ us. He doesn't want them to ship overseas. So if you're not shipping overseas, then that's also going to affect a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are manual laborers, and they're also going to have less work. And essentially, like you said, they'll be the lowest on the totem pole. So your cousin and them who just got a good job at UPS because, you know, so-and-so got good benefits over there. Well, you think about what happens this time of year as well. Uh, They hire the helpers. He's seasonal, yeah. You know, so... That's that's an easy one because you're not paying them benefits. You're not providing. You have to buy them, for, get them you know, first before you hire it's somebody. Low hanging fruit from a business standpoint. You got you can't knock them. You know, so it. I agree. It equal is going to, unfortunately, it's going to be more severe on consumers. But I think it's going to equally impact businesses and consumers. I mean, it's going to cripple, especially small business owners. I think that's where we have to have built in protections for things like this, again, preparing for war in a time of peace. But, uh, you know, I heard something interesting on Meet the Press this morning. They were talking about, like, his end goal, which 
sounds admirable, but I think it was just hollow talk. His end goal is to get to zero zero with China, as mm-hmm. far as tariffs are concerned. Well, I don't think this is the way to go about no. it. No, <laughs> it's like what? What? How about like him telling rhetoric, telling him or saying Mexico is going to pay for the wall? <laughs> you know how absurd you sound, right? You really sound totally well, even if, absurd even because in this instance he said um, we're making tens of billions of dollars and China's paying for it. No, no, they're not. No, <laughs> no, they're not. Don't, He's don't. Just all over the wall in this. <laughs> well, who I saw this morning is, um, put his hat in the race to be president. Mm-hmm. He was on uh, Meet the Press. They still running? Ain't enough people running for president? This he's on the Republican side. And this, this even though? Oh, okay. This one he's had some stuff that he said about Obama back in the day that George Stephanopoulos called him on. As far as that, he was trying to apologize and everything. I just, just can't. His name slips my mind. But he's talking about how all the Republicans agree with what he's saying is that he he shouldn't be in office or whatever. Right. But none of them are doing anything to stop him. There's there's yeah. none, nobody's saying, hey, Donald, you're being an idiot right well, now. Stop. <laughs> I have an opinion about that. So I knew we would get a Republican president. I don't care how many times that you went to the ballot and you tried to vote for whomever you wanted to vote for. It was us. It's like business goes in cycles. Okay. It was the Republican cycle. So as much as we say, well, you know, we've got a vote in democracy. Mm-hmm. We're still in the in the Republican. Cycle. I was gonna say, well, first off, we're in a republic, not mm-hmm. a democracy. I think okay. that's a fundamental thing that people like. They don't. Understand we're a democracy. No, we're a republic, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't matter so much that popular vote. It it doesn't change things because if enough people voted they could do what they're doing at a larger scale and start taking things away right because enough people said they wanted those things gone so we have to take that into consideration but Uh, with that also knowing that now that we're you were positioning see that was he was the front runner trump was the front runner mm -hmm. And they knew that they would be able to get the votes out of him. It was never about him. It could have been anybody else. I mean, frankly, I would have joined, voted for John Kasich because the governor of Ohio, I thought he was a pretty good guy, and I thought we were going to end up having a Republican president. I like, I recognize the business trends. I'm like, you can't just like, well, I'm a Democrat and I'm going to always be a Democrat. No, right. You better vote for the person that is actually going to win. But that's another conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. It's so unfortunate that there ended up being kind of a following behind him. Mm-hmm. The way that it was that derailed the typical agenda from what it should have been. The, it should have been just a tax cut. It shouldn't have been all this other miscellaneous stuff where we're talking about the tariffs with China and the wall. All that other stuff should have not came along with the package. Unfortunately, it did. But at this stage... I really feel like we're going to end up having to wait this out until 2026. That's just me. Hmm. We, yes, I feel like we're stuck until 2026. Thoughts? Rebuttal? Problem. I mean, I, I'm not happy about it, but I think it's the reality. Right. I mean, it should have never gotten to where it was, but we had so many people saying, there's no way right. he's going to win. But we don't but he got put the action behind that. Right. Mm-hmm. And they knew what they could get out of that, but... 
Um, I wanted to get into. Go ahead. I had to look this up because it was bothering me. Joe Walsh. Is the, the new guy who's yes. running for president? Okay. Yeah. Uh, throwing his name in the primary? Yeah. Is that the dude that used the to be? The radio show host. Okay. He, he's, he was talking. He said He's the one that said that the bar was lowered for Obama because he was black. But he was a president. When he was a president. And he was on... He was on the show with George Stephanopoulos this morning talking about, I know I said it, and I apologize. I'm out here burying my soul for you today, George. I'm just like, bro, that's played out, <laughs> and what you're doing right now is pretty lame. I mean, that's a great idea. If they are able to have another Republican that's going to be able to hold the office and maintain the tax cuts, I will honestly say we cannot afford to have the Democrats to come in here and raise taxes right now. I don't care how you feel about it. We cannot afford it. We have not had enough time to deal with these tax cuts and be able to leverage all of the situation before we make a change. That's the whole point of going back and forth between party and party is because they're going to change procedures. You can't change a procedure for 15 minutes. Right. And then to switch back. You didn't really see any genuine results out of it. So I don't really think that but, but this would be a great. I'm. I'm. I'm not even mad about old old boy Joe. It would be great if we could still keep. If we could get rid of the orange dude and still be able to. <laughs> but, and here's the thing: like nobody's <laughs> presenting anything concrete. It's just like don't vote for dude. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm gonna go. Just don't vote for him. That guy. What's and, your and plan? Like what? What do you have to offer? What right. are you bringing to this? And I think that's the dangerous part. That could position him to. Do it again, which brings. Oh no, maybe he's a Republican that's not racist. How about that? Can we start with that? Can we can we just start with a Republican who might have an actual black friend, not a Facebook black friend, <laughs> not my sister dated a black dude black friend, but an actual black friend. In the sense of. You know, I don't know. I don't know how black men have friends, <laughs> but I mean white men have friends. But I, I'm done. I, I don't know. I just I, I, I fear no one has, has anything else concrete to offer, which is why this is going to happen again. I mean, this is going, and I think you know it brings us to the point where we we talked off air, and it's true now. So let's get into that. Like as far as business owners and when things are approaching, think back to two thousand eight as a consumer, as a business owner. You know, sacrifices. Like what sacrifices are are necessary. In order to, you know, survive volatile times like this, when people are in control, you were uh, you had posted a few times in the last couple of weeks about the stock market. Isn't everybody tired of looking at this? You know, get to a place where you're not impacted. You know, get on the index, get you know in other places, other vehicles that don't allow you to be so, you know, manipulated by a, a fickle number that changes up and down that you right. have no control over that. You know, if Samir tweets something, it's going to cause all of us to trade what we have or do anything. Why be, you know, a party to something like that? So I want to go around and want everybody to chip in. Let's just talk about that from a, you know, in your personal life and in your professional life, times you've made sacrifices to get through volatile times. I guess the way I see it, man, sacrifices is that you know that your bills have to be paid if we're going to talk about this but you want to go do these certain things or you have your friends that are going to different places 
and you would be like, God, I really want to go, but that prince do. So that means you either make a choice, go with them, or you go pay, or you're going to pay your rent. Well, being an adult, you have to pay your rent. That's the sacrifice that you make. There's there's certain things that certain ways people move that you can't move. You know, you get older. You know, we're wild and reckless back in the day. There's certain ways we used to roll and certain things we used to do. Nowadays, hey man, you want to go here and hang out? You want to go? No, oh, I'm good. I'd rather sit at home. Well, it depends on where your priorities. Yeah. What matters to you? Is mm. it you know having savings? Is it having all your bills paid? I can't tell you how many times, like as a landlord, you your rent is late. I know, but we had that family reunion, or we had that party, or we had. Or I hear the, 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 the neighbors complaining that they're mm-hmm. having parties and there's so much alcohol. It's impressive. Right. You could have a party, but you're right. 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 How, did that, how yeah. did that outweigh, like, I know what my priorities are, uh-huh. and how did that, I, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I guess you do have to essentially at some point establish priorities. Mm-hmm. You have to, to give precedent to, okay, what's important, all right? I need somewhere to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of gotten used to eating, let's just say that. And beyond that, there are some things you can do without. And but I, I think, feel like as a business owner, you put your business first, too. Right. You make personal sacrifices because if there's only but so much money, you've got to put it back in. Okay. So from the outside, it looks like you're not living your best life, but your business is growing. Mm-hmm. But you're taking that profit, you're putting it back in. Because five years from now... I think going a sacrifice too that is overlooked and sometimes can be dicey as far as how you do it is time. Mm -hmm. Because you have to learn how to sacrifice your time and work your Mm -hmm. time in as far as when it comes to business, you know, do I do this here, do I do that? Because you have especially if you got kids, family, anything of that nature, you gotta say, Can I do this and still you know, be here for this event for the child. Right. Mm-hmm. Or am I going to miss this because I'm putting too much time here? Well, and I think that goes to priorities, and there are certain non-negotiables. I mean, there's only so much time. I, I have to do these things. Mm-hmm. So this is where, like, you know, one thing I've learned over the years is to have to, you know, and I'm, I'm not very good at it. I'm trying to get better is if I want to go work out, I have to do it at 5 a.m., there's not a time to squeeze it in. But I wanted to divert back to what y'all were talking because I want uh, you two specifically to speak to, I know you all are seeing the fruits from it, of the significance of reinvesting in your business and how it's paid dividends years down the road or going forward. So if both of you quickly could just share about that. Well, ladies first. That <laughs> <laughs> A lot of times it's the new tagline oh we're gonna build generational wealth and it takes five minutes no there is there's an in-between when you tell a success story people often forget in the 10 15 years they were in business that you tell somebody story in 15 minutes it sounds like they just woke up one day we mm-hmm. a business plan saw it through made no. money rich yeah. overnight boom no there are so many sacrifices in between oh sure be it you know financially with with your time misunderstandings because like you said if you can't make it to a family event but you have a really important meeting and contract and sale right 
you're going to go. Mm-hmm. And you hope your family understands. Right. When people talk about what it cost me to get there, it's not always money. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's relationships. Absolutely. Being around an entrepreneur that has that drive, has that ambition that looks ridiculous and crazy from the outside until they, they hit that level of success. There you go. Then it makes sense for everybody else. Oh, man. How did you do it? Mm-hmm. You were there the whole time. That's right. You just couldn't identify with the moves that I were making because they looked a little yeah. further left than what you would have done, been able to do. Um, even in respect to sacrifice, I remember when I first started my um, initial investment account and I sat down with my children who probably were five and eight at the time. And I said, now look, this is what we're going to do. We want to be able to invest money and save money and put something aside. And this is probably around 05 or 5 or 06. But in order for us to be able to have the things we want to have, we're going to have to cut off the cable. We're going to play board games. We've got life. We've got Monopoly. That's how I'm like addicted to Monopoly games and stuff like right now. But run it. Shoot. Race car in this thing. I don't care if it's or a top hat. <laughs> Flatten them all out. But the reality of it was we had that that conversation within our family dynamic and was like, look, this is what we can do. This is what we can't do. It's not that I don't care about you, but making sure that my home, my first ministry, that my girls, that they were on board with everything I moved forward. Once I got them on board and I was able to talk to them, I didn't care what the rest of you African-Americans had to say about me because I was just <laughs> making moves the way I needed to. I mean, mind you, that was that was that was what was most important. I needed them to understand mm-hmm. at the end of this, we're gonna take a cruise. At the end of this, That's this right. is what we're gonna you know, you can go to private school. That's at the right. end of this, we'll have money for your college. At yeah. the end of this, you know what the whole so like you were just talking about before when we were um off air, understanding that other parents don't do or what the statement always says, people oh, help me out, you guys. In order to have what other people don't have, you have to be willing to do what other people don't do. Right. So we're just taking that path, but we're taking that path towards success. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. That's all. So I know that the numbers are like, well, everybody else's mom, everybody else's mama also is mm-hmm. still on food stamps and mm-hmm. you know whatever the case may be. We are different. We've got to move in a different direction. I want some free food stamps. They say I make too much money. How dare they? Right. You know, I need it more than anybody because I feel like I got bigger goals and bigger aspirations <laughs> right. and things that I really want. Like, if you want to give anybody free food, me. it should be the person who's going to end up paying the most in taxes. IRS, I will get with you when I get with you. So, <laughs> so you know, behind that, those sacrifices, that's number one is being able to look at and say, can you get your family on board and make sure that you have a solid foundation? If you got them on board, right, then it don't matter what the rest of the They're world thinks. Yes. yes, they are truly the wind beneath your wings. You get them on board, you don't have to worry about what everybody else says because you know the people that you are there for. That generational wealth, the people that you mm-hmm. truly are building it for, they support you. I'll take it a step you. further. So, as my kids are getting older, name brands matter. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I know the money that I can part with and still meet my goals because you can have an unexpected expense, which you should always plan for, but there you are, six months behind from where you were. I was so close, it doesn't matter. People plan and God laughs. So when it comes to, as they're growing up, what I say to them is, all right, you want all these things, this is how much money each one of you has. We're going to go hit all these stores 
as you spend down, you need to, you prioritize what matters. Mm -hmm. Right. Is it the shoes or is it the clothes? Mm -hmm. Right. You're not going to get everything. Mm -hmm. I'm also teaching them. Money I management. Want, there you go. I want it all, but I yeah. can't. Mm -hmm. If I only have this much money to work with mm -hmm. to get everything I want, everything I need, and still have extra, then this, these are the choices I have to make. Yeah, right? and that's another thing we have to teach our children, too, yeah. is limitations. That's right. It's not unlimited. No. You know, you have to sit down, and I can speak from a consumer standpoint. You know, at the time when we had five children at home, you know, it was like, all right, like you said, we got this much budgeted for clothes. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to buy our summer stuff in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. We're going to buy our winter stuff in the summertime. Mm -hmm. And some of the fruits of those labors were, you know, kids can be cruel. You know, and we kept our kids in decent clothes and to the point where some of the kids made the comment like, dang, y'all always wearing something new. And it's like, no, our parents just know how to shop. And being able to have that passed along, um, I'm, you know, I'm proud to say my daughter just had her child. She's on. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. But she's like, you know, I said, all right, so what are we doing? What's the plan? And she's like. I, I saved for the whole six weeks. I'm taking the whole six weeks. Not, Fantastic. I want to go back. And, and that lets you know that what you're instilling, because you had those honest conversations. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you sat down and said, not just arbitrarily, I'm the dad and we're doing this. It's like, listen, things are changing. Mm -hmm. Things are a little different right now. Because I'll tell you, at one point, we had expeditions because we had a big family. And we were doing dollar cost averaging with gas money. Oh, yeah. wow. Like, yeah. This is what this is what we have for gas. This is what we got to do. And some stuff, it was just a hard no. Why? Because I physically can't get there. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sacrifice out of another yep. place. And that's where, you know, you want to pass those things along and to, to, to have your children pick up on those things. It's like that gives you the reward. It wasn't monetary. It sure. Was, you know. Sure. People don't realize that where you spend your money is where your priorities are. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Right. You can't say that enough. And the other uh, dynamic that comes along with it, even when you were talking about, you know, this is as much money as we have, yeah. we also have to make sure that we're opening our eyes to new opportunities. Okay. We need to be able to see, okay, well, if we're in this Republican environment, what happened historically the last time so we can be able to say, is there a position or a place that I can move in if it's going to be where your son does start cutting grass or making mm -hmm. money on the side or doing little odd jobs or things of that nature so he can say, well, Maybe mom didn't give me enough money, but now That's I've right. got an extra money that I can buy the shoes that I want. And we see these kids who starting off Bose Mose mm -hmm. and Lemonade and whatever the case may be, and are turning around and making millions off of it. Right. And it's really about a level of tenacity, having a definiteness of purpose, and going for what it is that they really want because they really want it. It's not that you mm -hmm. can tell me what you want and i got to do what you want me to do. I don't want it as much as you do. So being able to recognize what's your why, right. what's your, and if you have a strong enough why, being able to use that as an opportunity to say, I will do anything and above and beyond within the legality to figure out a way to make it happen. I will talk to right. mentors. I'll talk to friends. I will focus my mind and my intentions on getting the things that I want mm -hmm. and being able to recognize well, if this is a season where we're looking at a bunch of tariffs, we've had tariffs in the past before. We've had a lot of trade problems. We've gone through recessions before. Are we looking back historically and figuring out what we need to address and correct and adjust so we can prepare for it now? Right. Instead of just waiting to say, oh, well, it just happened. No, we know it's coming. Mm -hmm. Not only that, 
you have to make the changes. We've always done it this way. It doesn't matter. The right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Adapt. And only thing constant is change. That's right. There right. you go. And taxes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Unless you have a Roth IRA cash value life insurance policy. Boom. Money, 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 money. <laughs> I am wealthy now dot com. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think too many times we become reactive instead of proactive. Proactive. And it's mm-hmm. like even when we see you think about it in our youth, we saw the warning signs of things coming, like, hey, you got um you got six weeks to do this paper. It's a twenty page paper. Yeah. You know, I mean I can I can knock this out. I'll just do a little bit every week. And then three weeks go by, you're like, all right, I need to go ahead and get started on this. Oh, it's a party this weekend. You know, mm-hmm. just from that standpoint, it starts early in life where we become more reactive and proactive. And then the night before, you know, everybody's cruel. It's the world's fault. Mm-hmm. This shouldn't have happened to me. Why did this happen? It's like, well. So two lessons with that. Proper planning prevents poor performance. performance. Yep. And then number two, you underestimate the cost and sacrifice of getting something like that done. Right. I could write a 20-page paper and get a D. I could write a 20-page paper and take time and get an A. Right. Did it matter to you as much as going to the party? Right. There you go. Did you want to, you know, because it's not cool to say I'm home studying so that I can get this grade. But if you have your goals on the end, mm-hmm. then the means are cool to you. I mean, that's but we should make it cool. That's right. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But we should make it cool because if people need to understand having a level of definiteness of purpose, having goals, having aspirations is so much more important to be able to say, hey, I accomplished this thing. Like. When I see it on my timeline of various people who bought houses, you know, that's a, a wonderful accomplishment to say you took some time and made some sacrifices to buy a house. You took some time and sacrifice to start your business. You took some time and sacrifice for somebody who's just going on vacation. I'm not impressed with that anymore. I mean, let, let me be the first one to say it. You think you look cute on Facebook and I'm just like, mm, I know what you got in your 401k and I know you don't have, I know you only have life insurance through your job. So... Right. I'm really not impressed by that. Right. Here's what I say when I see people that don't take their opportunities seriously. I feel like at some point, somewhere, someone pressured you to be this person. Okay. Mm. If, suppose that you get this opportunity. You get into the school of your dreams, but you're not sitting down doing that homework. You could have gotten a better GPA, but you didn't because, you know, I just I have stuff to do instead of studying. Okay. Because it's cool to say I'm working towards this, but the reality is you don't. Because let me tell you, when you're really passionate about something, people don't have to motivate you. Right. There's right. not a person in the world that has to be like, Samara, your paper's due next week. Don't go out. No, I'm, I'm, I'm canceling plans. No, I can't go. You're not going to see me all of September <laughs> so I can have a great 2020. It's not that I can't go. I don't want to go. There you I want to finish this so I'm able to accomplish the goals Boom. that I set for myself. Other people, they will spend your money for you. Mm-hmm. They will have you run into the movies and going bowling and all this other stuff. And I was right. like... When this is money I was supposed to be using for my down payment or yeah. for my kids' college education, rehabbing a retirement, re- <laughs> rehabbing an apartment complex. These are the things you've taken away from the goals and mm-hmm. things that I had set aside. And it's so When you're passionate, people should actually be telling you, slow down, take your time. Right. Not, come on. But so many people are back to the conversation we had off air. So many people are living for the weekend mm-hmm. or living for mm-hmm. the next moment. 
I read a quote and it said, if you get off of work and you're not working on your goals, don't tell me that you're tired. Tell me that you're uninspired. There you go. Makes a lot of sense. That is because, it. I mean, I know in my, you know, being just starting out in my business, like, yeah, I, I have to put in at least an hour a night on yeah. my business. And to say that's unimportant is it's, it's inconsequential, you know. Yeah. It's not important to you because you're on the... Ah, that's not going to, I don't care. It doesn't bother me when people say, well, it's not going to work because it's organic. Like any commission I make goes back into that's my right. business to provide samples, to do other things. Uh, with all the free advertising, with all the other things you can do, it's not It's not too difficult to invest time in your passion and your dreams and your goals. And I think, you know, arranging those priorities is, that's a sacrifice people don't want to make. It always feels like, like where have you been? working but then they see you six months later how'd you do that right and i always go back to a quote because it, it does it, it does wear you out because those results are so slow no it's stupid building the boat until it started raining right i always go back to that quote whenever i'm feeling down i want to quit yeah yeah but like you said when you're passionate i mean i think those those moments come but they fade very quickly mm-hmm. like you better believe it <laughs> Is this work? Yes, it's working. What am I saying? You know, it's like snap out of it. You know, um, I heard a gentleman, he told me at work, uh, I was bending to him one day, and he was like, yeah, I've been there before, and then he paused, and then he said, but I got up and left. And he was just teaching me about, you know, you know, okay, acknowledge that you're there, but get up, get away from it. You know, mm-hmm. give yourself that space to be frustrated, to be angry, but no, it's got a definite time frame because it can't derail you, mm-hmm. you know, from... Let me tell you, there's not... You, uh, how did you get there? I think it's one of the most cliche questions you could ask someone. Let me tell you about the time that I couldn't do something for my kids because I had to file an eviction so that I could get another tenant. Let me tell you about the time that I stayed up to 2 o'clock in the morning so that I could have a high GPA for the flashy honor society that you see. You think it was given? It wasn't. Right. I worked for it. Right. Let me tell you about all the times that I was misunderstood for a dream that only I could see. Mm-hmm. It's so clear. How did you get there? You you prioritize. Right. What matters to you? What price are you willing to put on it? Right. And are you going to follow through? Yeah. Is it just a hollow, I'm going to say this in front of all of y'all, but then I'm going to go home and sit on my couch and just play on my phone. <laughs> and you'll see me throw a few memes out there and like and, and comment. Laugh, and they're check. funny. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, Napoleon Hill talks about. So, you know, that I posted on the Ramen Movement page about, you know, a book could change your life. Yes. Oh, yeah. Outwitting the Devil is the book that changed my life. So, Napoleon Hill, the same one who wrote the book Think and Grow Rich, mm-hmm. he wrote another book in the 1930s called Outwitting the Devil. And he has kind of what this interview is between him, Napoleon, and the devil. And he's asking him all of these questions. And it's very interesting. I don't know if you've all clicked on the SoundCloud, but please do. It is so entertaining. And it is so insightful because the story behind that is he wrote this book in the 1930s. Mm. Nobody published it until the year 2011. Mm. The information is still true. Mm -hmm. Wow. The information is so true when he talks about what we have is a society of drifters, people who will start here and then they'll go there and they never accomplish anything because they don't have the definiteness of purpose. They don't have that focus that stays and that passion that allows them to get to a place where they actually accomplish something. Like you go through the hard times where it's like the the, um, the storm just before the sunrise or the rainbow 
it seems like you've tried everything and you've given everything and then you want to give up and that's when the carrot is mm-hmm. sitting there at the other end of it you just have to keep pressing forward okay. he really talks about that and how so many people like you said they'll do social media mind you there was no such thing as social media in the, in the 1930s and he also talks about it in the respect of the great depression mm-hmm. the depression like how many people ran off and wanted to buy stocks during the Great Depression, not understanding them, not having a true comprehension from it, and they just blew money. They wasted money, and they didn't really take the time to study and understand what they were getting into and really focus their energies and times on that. Um, another one that he talks about is the, um, the rhythmic habits that we have. We constantly, we're just like, well, ha- power's coming on tonight, so I guess I got to watch power. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, do you have to watch Power tonight? Right. Just so you can jump on Facebook and talk about everybody tomorrow, mm-hmm. or do you do your homework? Do you go in and you do your application? You Are you reading? Are you studying? Please. When I have people that tell me you have to watch the show, no, you know yeah. damn well that I'm in the middle of a huge literature review. Exactly. I don't need to be watching nothing right now because I've right. been to watch all eight TV shows. You know, no, yeah. I don't need to do. You're trying to derail me. Yeah. And, and <laughs> no. Back to the statement I made earlier about working out. Okay, the gym opens at five. So what? Four, four thirty. Got to get up. You know, so you're awake when you get there. It's like. You, t- you can tell yourself, you know, I want to get in the bed early tonight. Like you said, you fall into those just habits of, well, let me just watch the 10 o'clock news. No, you don't need to watch it. It's the same stuff you've seen all the time. And I think by falling into those mechanical, just going through the motions of, I got to do this, you know, you talk yourself out of being the best you can be. And I think that's something we all have to be aware of and cognizant of and decide to do better. You know. I went into uh, a phone store once, and because I wanted a new phone, it was older, it just wasn't working, and the gentleman there was like, for $20 a month, you know, you'll get this phone, yada yada, all these great stuff, it sounded great, and I said, let me think about it, I walked around for five minutes, and I said, no thank you, and my son said, mom, why, it's the latest, whatever phone it was at the time, I said, because let me tell you something, I could buy that phone, and it has a finite price. It's $20 more on my bill. All right? Mm-hmm. I'm never going to take that. 200 what is that, $40 mm-hmm. times two years, three years, four years. There's going to be another phone that comes out. I don't know, $20. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, today, money, I could do so much more with, you know, inflation right. and whatever when if I put an investment, if I do something else with it. Yep. No, I why do I need to leave the phone? So it's so funny because they talk about it like, you know, everybody talks about Warren Buffett. He buys stocks and he said the other. And I posted an article probably early last week that said Warren Buffett is not doing what he's saying that he's doing about buying these stocks and holding them. He's keeping a position liquid in cash. Just the very same way as you're talking about. He's not buying the phone. As a matter of fact, there was another article. Warren Buffett owns maybe 5% of the total company of Apple, Mm -hmm. does not have an Apple phone. Well, actually, he has one. He still uses a flip phone, Mm -hmm. but the reality of it is it's not important for him to be playing with the phones. It's important for him to be able to look at the balance statements of those various companies to determine this is what we put our energies into. What's the newest phone and what's the technology and what's Mm -hmm. the app? And it would be different if you were learning an app. Like, you do the best commercials for your business, Brantley. They're just so phenomenal. You take your time and energy 
to figure out ways that you can use the tools to benefit your business versus just having a phone that you're paying all this money for that doesn't have any return of revenue, mm-hmm. re- re- you know, return on investment. Right. So it's really important for us to be able to look at the standpoint of do we have our capital available so we can use it to make money? Right. Or are we just using the capital to say, oh, I'm spending it and I'm throwing it here and there and the other? That makes a tremendous difference between truly the have and have nots because it's a lot of y'all out there. They got some expensive ass memories. Mm-hmm. And, right. And once we add on inflation and as well as the interest on those, those memories get more and more expensive. They're just more expensive than student loans. Let's let's be one hundred percent real. Mm-hmm. So as much as we complain about student loans, well, you got some student loan ass memories, whether it be freaking. Yeah, I mean there are people floating vacations and trips, right? And taking the whole next year to pay them off, mm-hmm. and or their they income tax return to pay them off, and then they do perpetuate the same cycle, right? Where they go back into debt that whole year because they're still giving a interest-free loan to Uncle Sam all year long so they can get their money back in April, and they didn't get any interest on that money that they let him hold for a whole year. Right, and I'm excited because I'm going to tell y'all, like, the last three years, I've been within $500 on either side of it, so I'm I'm trying to get closer, but I don't don't think I'm going to play the game that much more anymore. I think I'm going to just leave it where it is. I'm just like it's worked out like you put up a great post about actually filling out your W-4 and doing the math and I wanted to to write another post on your post but I I knew it would fall on deaf ears. I would I would listen. I I would listen. I hear you. Yeah. You matter. Thank you. (laughs) I mean people are like you put that mean to fit? Yeah. When I had even when we had all the kids at home I was at 12 at one point and just Mm-hmm. One side, you know, you make adjustments during the year, and another thing people forget about, like when you get bonuses and stuff, adjust. You can adjust your W four as a pay period if you need to. So that's a time because it's for paying my vision vault and my investment. Money, 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 money. My bonus, that whole paycheck is tax free. I that's mine. I earn that. I don't put money in my four hundred one k, which is a horrible investment as we're learning. Oh. Thank to my financial advisor, but uh, it's it's again the the sacrifices and you know because I did take a sacrifice in those chances because you do run a risk of having to pay the government and that's that's another area you don't want to get into. But if it comes down to I mean paying the government five hundred bucks, I, I can do that. Sure. If I'm only getting five hundred back, I don't need the you know three, four thousand, five thousand dollar return. I don't because you just said I gave them an interest free loan. Sure. And people go into debt because they sit and let them hold that money for all year long. So they end up using money on credit cards. They end up getting a payday advance loan and they turn around and pay it off in March and April when they get the income tax return and then they do the same cycle all over again. Like, did you learn anything? Are you going to continue to perpetuate the same cycle all over again? What did Einstein say? The definition of insanity? Yes. Doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Exactly. So, you know, when we know better, we do better. Do we? We We take humility. What is the conversation you're having with money? Okay. What what two conversations you talked about a little bit, but go ahead into that. That that there's a world where there's not enough money. It grows on trees. We're never going to have that. Or where there is a money where there is a world where there 
there is enough money. Mm-hmm. You can get there. It's Absolutely. not impossible. Money is not under these. Money is printed. You're right. But the reality of it is, you have to have a mindset. Like the science says over here, mm-hmm. we speak abundance. Mm-hmm. The little one over there. We speak abundance. We speak about your word is your wand. If you really have a definiteness of purpose that says that I want to be able to make money, I want to use tools and resources, I am convincing myself that there is money out here. There's opportunities. I can be able to create something so much greater than what the limited purview of what my parents or my grandparents or my teachers or what my neighbors or what you know anybody else said about me. A lot of times they have a limited window that said, the best thing you need to do is get you a good job with benefits. Well, we all know now a good job with benefits doesn't really equate to much. That's why we're all part of the ramen movement. We understand you might need to have your own business. Absolutely. You need to have an additional source and multiple sources of income so it will allow you to say if one of them falls off, the other one can pick up. If I if nobody's buying the book, they might be buying my stock classes or they might be buying life insurance, but there's so many other they might be buying annuities. It's not just about the same dynamic of it's one and done. Mm-hmm. You know, we did women, wine and wealth and I literally talked about the seven accounts that everybody needs to have. Mm-hmm. Most people are like, Well, I just need one, maybe my four one K and a checking account. That's that is that's it. That the Though that's not satisfactory, you have to take all of these things into consideration. And I went to speak to the event. Well, I didn't really speak, but I was a vendor at the event last night. And I just essentially put a little brochure in everybody's hand and Mm -hmm. said, you know, Aretha, she didn't update her will. Do you want to make sure that you get yours updated? You know, they should be done every three to five years. Mm -hmm. Just think about it. Here's the paperwork. It's all you. You can do it at your home. It's not anything you got to bring back to me. But we put those kind of remembrances, we put those little ticklers in our minds to say, this is something that's important that needs to be done. Your estate plan, tomorrow's not promised. No. For that reason, we think about it. Have you added the arrow to your estate plan? I have not. And this is, and mind you, life changes. And right. mind you, Dierra's only a week old. Again, congratulations. Yeah, appreciate that. But that's that is one of the things. Is like yeah. you don't want to be in a situation where you leave Dierra out of it because right. oh, it's morbid or I don't want to think about her. It's depressing. It's the reality that we know that tomorrow's not promised, and we can very easily make some very small paperwork mm-hmm. changes. To include Dierra in the plan as well as everything else so we know that our our goals, our intentions, all of our dreams, our hopes that we have for our children, they pass on. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I would encourage everybody to do is write their own book of what their values are for their kids. You don't need a financial advisor for do that. I swear you can do it on your own. But be able to tell you what your financial values and information is so the family can have something from you mm-hmm. that says this is granddad's intentions, this is mom's intentions, this is dad's intentions, whatever the case may be. But they can truly have your words in a printed document that says, I know what he wanted, what money meant to him, and be able to pass well, that lessons on to the next generation. Why don't we? We should. Because if you like money, you're greedy. People always ask me, why did you pick finance? I like money. I'm not greedy. I love money. My girl. I'm not greedy. <laughs> love, not like you better get it right. If you if you 
you know, are you are you a greedy person? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. But people miss that. Mm-hmm. And it, and also, if they read the scripture correctly, it's like it will corrupt some, mm-hmm. not all, some. And here's it's the, the root thing. of all kinds. Did you of see? Evil. Did you see? It that? says it will corrupt some. Yeah. Not all, but some. I just happen that? to be the one of those kinds that it won't corrupt. I'm sorry. Did you see that meme that I shared that it said who you were before you had money and who you are after is the same? Exactly. If you were this way before, it only be magnified. Yeah, it only be magnified. magnified. Mm-hmm. People miss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong. I, and that, I think when you get to, to money blocks and stigmas that are passed along, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with liking money. It, there's nothing wrong with no. that. No. I ain't never they, known a good day without money. Right. Let's, let's tell the 100% truth. Whether it be, oh, I got to go to the grocery store. I spout both those groceries with what? Money. Good job. No. <laughs> Hugs. No. Thoughts and prayers. No. You know what I always tell my kids? No. Money, 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 money. That's right. Try to go to the grocery store and you're short $2. Let's start with the $2 that you're missing. And wait a minute. They will hold the whole damn lineup for 20, 30 minutes because they're going to let you look in your purse for them $2. They will let you go out to your car. They will unring everything on your register in order for you to be able. Yeah. 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 Don't play with it. So, is that greedy? No. No, that's business. That's a transaction. Like yeah. You that's an exchange. Boom. You've agreed to make an exchange. Boom. And that's I mean, that's a reason we all have to be present and accountable in those situations. Right. I mean, you know, be like you say, you be honest mm-hmm. about how you feel about it. I mean, you have to have those conversations, you know, is it scarcity? Is it something that I can use to benefit my family? I see all these other people doing well. Where do I need to position myself? Uh, you posted recently about a line. Oh, mm. did you listen to the? I mean, no. move, what is it? Move a line. Oh yes, you sent it to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I sent it to you. Did yes. you listen? Yeah. What the hell are you missing out? <laughs> Let's try to get him. It, it was just reading that though, just the line and, listen, and reading the preview. Listen, I will, I will go back listen, and listen. That was a week ago. He, he's, he, he really falling off. No, okay. I'm not. No, I'm not. It was, it was beautiful. But have you ever talked to people that, oh, I make ninety thousand dollars, but I never have money? Then yeah. Every you day. You don't live a You, you know, you live a lifestyle that's a hundred. I mean. Right. What are you doing? Right. Or you, you got a shortfall. You ten thousand dollars in debt every month, and it's right. get growing and growing. So every at the end of every year, you're twelve thousand dollars in there. You're one hundred twenty thousand dollars in debt, and every year that you keep perpetuating that yeah. cycle, then it grows and grows and be it see. You just tell that person to run for Congress. Congress. That's what you tell that person. Do. If they don't have to live like that. So, new sports and weather. Spice of life. Spicy, baby. <laughs> so, the House of Congress passed the Secure Act. 417 to 3. Yes. This is the biggest change in the retirement platform that has happened in decades. Probably since the 80s. 417 people to three. It's called the Secure Act. You can Google it. What it does is it makes, if you have a child, you can have $5,000 penalty fee from your retirement accounts in order to, you know, use that for a new baby or an adoption. The other one is it moves the um, requirement of distribution from age 70 to age 70 and a half to 72 so you don't have to take your money out too soon 
it also ensures that everybody would be able to have a guaranteed lifetime income rider option inside of their retirement accounts. You know, kind of like that GLEAR that you have inside of your vision vault. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are already building that into the plan. There's other dynamics and, and things that come along with the plan. But when we start to recognize that there are so many things that they are seeing and they are doing and they're taking the implementation on immediately, When's the last time you seen a bill pass 417 yeah. to right. three? Right. Pay attention. Uh -huh. Pay attention. Yeah. And those are the conversations we need to have. It's like, you know, did you realize that this happened? This is like a huge, big thing. Pay attention. Yeah. So Watch out. Watch out. Because it also, it also would make 529 plans available for homeschool. Wow. Yeah. Not just K through 12 that they are right now, but they were wanting to make them available. As a matter of fact, one of the three was Ted Cruz who wanted to make them available for homeschool, not just make them available for, yeah, homeschool. Now, mind you, I was pretty cool with it the way that he had it up. It was like you can use it through K through 12, but for be able to, but that goes back to that definition of purpose. Like, are we putting enough time and energy towards our passion so we can really be able to give people life-changing information not just some old well you know it's my understanding what's the kid's name on power Tariq. Tariq yeah Tariq he gonna be the next boss whatever right how, how does that change my life how does that make any it's entertainment why right. could you be the next boss Oh, it's a TV show. No, I, I know, but I'm saying the person that's telling you that. Why are you worried about it? Well, that's the same thing with Power. You remember when Power first came out, the TV show? No. Mm -mm. I'm no, not I'm not not Power. What's the one with Cookie? Empire. Cookie. Yes, Fox. Okay, you don't watch TV. No, I don't no. either. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to. It's like a tennis match. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Okay, so Empire was the one with um, Taraji and um, Taryn Howard. So remember it came out a few years ago, the whole principle of that was they were trying to take their record label to publicly trade it. See, they was giving you the keys to the kingdom. Are you starting to think about publicly traded? You started getting messed up by entertainment. It was like, oh, well, she over here, she got these furs on and she's snapping off on people and this one's gay and this one's got all these type of girlfriends. Y'all missed the biggest point. They was trying to take this black owned business publicly traded these were the dynamics and the challenges they had to deal with it but their goal would be publicly traded and yet we don't own stock that's that's a problem whether it's our own stock or no, stock in another company whether it's stock in popeyes whether whatever i don't want to i don't want to get nobody uh, any free advertising uh, but <laughs> we don't own stock right Mind you, the TV shows that we watch, they tell you to buy stock. Even when you watch Power, they talk about money laundering and being able to take dirty money and turn it clean and all the various dirty entities money. that you can use you to do that. This. More people are going to be more enthused and excited tonight about Tyreek wanting to be the next boss instead of actually figuring out how they can yeah, be the next boss. boss. Yeah. That's very right. interesting point. So, again, it's the SECURE Act, correct? SECURE, yes. Please look that up. Look at all the intricacies and how that can benefit you as a consumer. 
a business owner. Uh, we have been thoroughly engaged today. I think. We yes. have. I mean, I yeah. think Great. that is. Go Thank you, Samira. Thank, Thank you, you David, the resident Ooh. professional. Oh, there's Patrick. Yeah, so, hey, I like that, it. That, when we uh, when we finish, yeah. up, <laughs> we like to uh, we like to let everybody just give a positive word for the week. So to just to encourage listeners. So you get the honors to go first this week. And An we'll encouraging just word. In space. Yeah. Well, I'll give a shout out to to my uh, Propel family. Okay. Go Propel. Go make it happen. We don't know what protect propel is. The propel program. We the chamber. I know. Oh, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, the propel program is a program through the Chamber of Commerce in Knoxville, where small business owners are able to get the tools, resources, mentorship that they need to elevate to that next level. Um, we're small business owners, but we make a big socioeconomic impact. In our community. Absolutely. There Absolutely. it is. Great. Go for it. Make it happen. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. Miss David, Miss Money, 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 You better believe that with every fiber of my being. You know, it's been a wonderful week. It's been an opportunity to reach out to people. I dream big. I was, I, you know, I was telling everybody earlier today, and I, I have no problem with saying with you. My goal, my ultimate dream is to sit and talk business and smoke weed and drink a Chianti with Nas. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's like Gary V wanting to buy the Jets. It's not about me just like, oh, I want to buy a new car. Oh, I want to buy another house. No, it's about me being able to have a dream that's so big that I got to get up every day and I got to work and I got to struggle and I got to fight in order to make that happen because it's so very important to me. And I also believe that I'm worth it. So I encourage everybody else to be able to have that level of transparency with yourself and know what your goals is, what your level of transparency is and work towards that. Nothing else but that. Your family and friends, I swear they will still love you no matter what. But be able to see and dream so much bigger than you have before and create a vision in your mind and and react it. You kind of reenact it. Imagine it. Just think about it. Will it be, you know, will it be a, I don't know, an Italian Chianti? Will it be a Spanish Chianti? I don't know. We're going to have that conversation. But I'm... I'm thinking about it in such that level of those are the biggest problems that I have is are you know what are what are we gonna drink what are we gonna talk about but I know it also takes a level of work and passion in order for me to get to that place so those are my goals and of course you know my my vision board is over there I, I definitely have nothing but the ultimate respect for business owners and I want to see them be so very successful so bless you and make so much money you are worth it you are enough you are capable make me some money 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 CT hey man how do you follow that as I usually do Hey, man, all I want to tell anybody out there right now, man, you don't know the path that you cross. Show people love when you can. The littlest act can make a person's day. Just show love to everyone that is around. It'll make you feel better. It'll help you out daily. Your heart will be good for it. All right. Man, look at that guy. 
So I just want to close out by saying uh, <clears throat> it's Virgo season. Get you one. That, that'll change your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> we'll no, change your life, baby. <laughs> no, seriously, I want to uh, encourage everybody to uh, get around people like these that encourage you to achieve your goals. David, I wanted to share, like you shared, my goal is to have a life like I've had this weekend. I've been able to help people. I've been able to spend time with my family. I've been able to impact change in people's lives. I know I've been put here to serve people. So my goal is to take care of the necessary things to get there, and nothing's going to stop me. Not naysayers, not anything. There you go. So I encourage everybody to find that passion and drive for it. Like, like, let that be your fire. Let naysayers just fuel your fire. Yeah. Don't let anything stop you. Uh, this has been a great show. Thank you again, Samira. Thank you, Dave Thank you, Dave Girlfriend. That's my girlfriend right there. Not my girlfriend, but my what? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Right. You better recognize. Y'all can be girlfriends one day. I thought we were talking about this business. <laughs> That's <brothers>. my brother. <laughs> business brothers. Business so, brothers, business. So yeah, if you if you have time Tuesday, come check us out from five to seven thirty. We'll be yes. at the right up your alley bar right next to Parkside. Come on down. And um, it's been a great show. We thank everybody. The audio will be up. If you haven't done so, like the page. And we have a group, the Ramen Movement. We are a movement growing stronger each yeah. and every week. Invite somebody, like, share, comment. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Everybody have a good night. Everybody say so long. Peace. Peace. Money, 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 money.